here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Robin McCarron. Why not bring Virgil back? He's in the game. Cross promotion. Bring him back. Jeff Hawkins. We have more stories for Virgil than we have half of our mid-card. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. I don't know, Jeff. I don't know with your explanation how they can't bring him back at this point. This year is coming up, Virgil. He needs the money. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shake Them Ropes episode 198. We are inching ever so closer to episode 200, uh, which is going to be a a big jam-packed episode of most likely us wondering what the hell's going on with Luke Harper. But before we get to that, uh, we have WWE Fastlane to talk about tonight. Uh, We have... we. We finished our top 100 match countdown, the top matches to see on WWE Network before you die. Uh, We finished that last week. We finally got through number one. And then guess what happens? As we're wondering about what is going to replace uh, that segment on our show, uh, WWE, like the next day, comes out with an updated top 100 list. Uh, Not a whole ton of different updates, uh, but there are some new matches in, old matches out. Uh, So that was kind of funny. We'll talk about that. Uh, we got uh, Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt possibly being back on for WrestleMania, uh, most likely. Uh, we got our Twitter question of the week, and we have to do a a bit of a, a backstage kind of planning for next week as far as what we're going to do, Jeff, because we haven't had time to talk about what we're going to do. Um, we have that. We're definitely going to open with the SmackDown because I am. we are recording this on Tuesday night. Uh, I watched SmackDown tonight. Jeff, you watched SmackDown tonight, and... Yes. That SmackDown got me all fired up in a lot of different ways. Really? Oh, yeah. All mm. fired up. Mm. So we'll talk about that. But let's let's do some uh, some uh, show little production meeting here really quick. Um, WWE right, Fast. gather around. Yes. Come here, take a knee, get some, some Capri Sun, some orange slices. Coach is going to give us a pep talk. Yes, that's right. That's what's happening right now. Um, we have uh, WWE Fastlane on Sunday. Yes. Are we doing a live show afterwards? I'm available. I think we do it. I think right. we, I think we do the live show on uh, on Sunday night after WWE Fastlane because that's going to be it is the final pay per view before WrestleMania, so we are most likely going to know what's happening at WrestleMania on the Raw side. Uh, very intriguing main event with Goldberg, Kevin Owens. Um, very intriguing real main event with Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. A lot of stuff happening on that show. Will Charlotte keep her streak alive? So we'll preview it tonight and then we'll talk about it on Sunday. And that'll be the uh, Shake Them Ropes episode for next week. A live show on Sunday uh, that you will be able to watch as we record it after the pay-per-view Sunday night, 11 p.m. on YouTube, youtube.com slash Voices of Wrestling, or follow us on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes for the information. So yes, watch it, watch it live with us as we record it, or we will post it in the regular podcast platforms that you are used to after the event. So that is the official announcement there. Uh, but I want to talk about the SmackDown. I want to talk about Randy Orton out of the blue, just deciding, you know what? Screw that. I want the main event of WrestleMania. I want it back. I know I gave it up. Never mind. I want it back. 
Uh, this is re- it reminded me a lot about uh, when CM Punk won the title from John Cena and then left for that week, and they did the whole tournament for John Cena only to become WWE champion again, and then CM Punk comes back. It's like we we go through this whole different thing to figure out what's happening with the WWE title, only for the original champion to just come on back. In this case, Randy Orton, the original contender for WrestleMania, comes on back. And now, where is AJ Styles going to be? Where is Luke Harper going to be? Why the hell is Shane McMahon getting involved in all this stuff? Uh, very intriguing steps on the road to WrestleMania there. Um, also, uh, not the best match ever, maybe even disappointing because I was expecting a, a real good one from Mickey James and Becky Lynch, uh, and oh. it just didn't end up being that uh, all-around show. But w- number one thing, Jeff, you're, you were about to interrupt me when I talk about Be- Becky James and Mickey Lynch. What, what the hell did I just say? Mickey James and <laughs> Becky Lynch. Go ahead. What, what do you have on this SmackDown for me before I tell you about how great Randy Orton is? I thought that Becky Lynch match was just perfectly fine. It was. It was perfectly why, fine. I, I don't understand why you said it was disappointing. I didn't it, think it was disappointing it was, at all. It was disappointing to me, if only for the fact that I was going in thinking this is like a pay-per-view caliber match here on SmackDown. This is their fast lane pay-per-view, if you will. And I was expecting that to be the best thing on the show. Was it the Alexa Bliss interference that uh, ruined it for you? Not even necessarily that it was the Alexa Bliss. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I don't think it was the Alexa Bliss interference because that was kind of minimal, really. And and the end of the day, Becky Lynch won, so it's not like she caused Mickey James to win. We're gonna have some tension with Mickey James and Alexa Bliss coming up here. Um, it's gonna be a multi-woman match because yeah, up with the nat- with the natty thing. So. Yeah, no, it, it definitely it seems like that's the direction we're headed. Uh, no, I wasn't disappointed with the result. I wasn't disappointed with any interference there. I was just, you know, best of three falls. I'm thinking, okay, we get 20 minutes of a, uh, of a main event match on the show, uh, because AJ Styles and Luke Harper, when it was going on in the middle of the show, I knew, okay, this isn't a main event. This isn't something where Luke Harper is going to get his big win. Even if AJ Styles won clean, it wasn't going to be his big win. This is a, this is the main event of the show and it's happening in the middle point of the show that doesn't happen. So I, I lowered my expectations immediately when I saw that match was going on at the nine o'clock hour instead of the last thing on the show. Uh, I, I was expecting Becky Lynch and Mickey James to be a a super stud match, and it was a good one. And that is solely my fault for going in there with super high expectations. It's not like they did poorly. Uh, I was just expecting more. And to me, with my hired expectations, I was disappointed because of myself. Okay, I you know I'll I'll go. Let's go back to. Orton and uh, this whole thing because for me at least I liked the intrigue of AJ Styles winning that match and going to Wrestlemania and then they immediately did the Orton thing which killed the intrigue in my opinion I think they should have held off a week and given it some time and allow it to naturally progress to Orton then taking back the title shot I thought this was kind of jammed in there and forced to be honest with you because i was really digging the intrigue of oh luke harper kicked shane mcmahon and aj styles won i wonder if they're really going to pull the trigger on aj styles not having to wrestle shane yeah but, and then but, that then that lasted <laughs> for all of 60 seconds yeah by the end of that we knew we knew what was happening here even aj styles is named the number one contender and it just didn't seem right it didn't seem like that is actually where you're going and then by the end of the show with the Randy Orton thing, we realized that, of course, it's not where they're going. But it, it was very weird placement. I, there were a lot of questions being asked, which in a, in a way is kind of pretty cool. Like you go throughout the show and things are happening. You're getting a result. You got AJ Styles winning. 
but there's still a ton of questions and there's still a ton of ton of time till WrestleMania. It's not like we had to have every definitive answer right now. Uh, but I like this. I like how there are shows where you're getting what you were promised while also in a logical sense, there's still a lot of questions. And I didn't watch Talking Smack. We're recording this when Talking Smack is going on, but it's all over Twitter. Daniel Bryan says, hey, do we have a number one contender? And he's like, I don't know. There, There's going to be something happening here, whether it's Shane McMahon telling AJ, you know what? We're sorry. It wasn't our number one con- uh, contendership to give. Randy Orton's the rightful winner. He's going to get the match. We're sorry, AJ. And AJ just says, enough of this. I'm taking you out, Shane. Uh, who knows? But what do you think about Luke Harper out of this? Because we were talking about last week, Luke Harper versus Bray versus Randy looked like that's possibly where it was going. Luke Harper could have made a, ba- a major splash here and got the match. Randy Orton still could have done his thing with Bray Wyatt, and then it becomes a three-way, and it would have all made sense. Where now Luke Harper, if he gets into the giant battle royal, it looks like that's going to be a win for him at that's at this point. Because no singles match in his future at WrestleMania. Tag team match out of the way, unless Eric Rowan is coming back. Uh, it looks like Luke Harper is the odd man out here. Very much so. And I think a team with Rowan is probably in his future because Rowan posted a little teaser video on his Twitter today indicating he's coming back, and I guess he was cleared also today. Yeah, did anything burn down in his Twitter uh, teaser video? I don't think no. so. I don't mm-hmm. remember that. That's was, sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I I got this real weird feeling that the Wyatts are going to get put together again. All three of them are getting RKO'd by Orton. No, yeah? Yeah, I, I'm starting to think that. But I thought I thought Harper was pretty darn good in this match tonight. Yeah, I liked him. I, and I, and I thought the audience was really getting into him. I, I thought that was great for him. And I wish they'd capitalize on this. But sure. I do think yeah. he's the odd man out, but I disagree that he's going to be the battle Royal winner. I think bronze. Well, winning that. Oh, I don't, I don't believe he's going to be the winner. I'm saying him being in the battle Royal is a oh, win okay. for Luke Harper. Cause what else okay. is he going to do? Of course he's going to be in the battle Royal, but that's the best you can hope for at this point. I don't know. Big show needs something to do. Big show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Luke Harper is it. <laughs> Braun Strowman winning that battle royal, which is crazy because Braun Strowman should beat Roman. I know Roman's going to have this higher place and Roman's more important to the Raw brand. Braun Strowman's been the MVP so far this year. And Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman versus Hulk Hogan should be the main event of WrestleMania. I'll let that one simmer and you can continue. All right. So on to more (laughs) pressing matters on SmackDown. Uh, We had Tom Phillips was there. That's pretty big news. Hmm. Tom Phillips. Are we are we a hundred percent positive that Tom Phillips was the one texting that people are? Uh, I I don't know much about the story. If you're if you're unaware, Tom Hill Tom Phillips on Twitter there was a uh, tweet sent out um, alleging that Tom Phillips was DMing a person uh, talking in a sexually explicit manner, and this person was out for. Uh, Revenge under the guise of, oh, I just want to let his significant other know. But anyway, it was it was interesting yeah. because are we 100% positive it was Tom Phillips? I don't know. I thought he might have been kept off TV if it, if it were. I, let's put it this way. Even if he's not, the best part of this whole thing was Charlie Caruso on Instagram posting a picture of herself and Nia Jax coming in and saying she wanted to FF her and Caruso coming back and going, name the time and place. Oh, I man. thought that was just, uh, I mean, she wanted to follow making, Friday her. She wanted to follow oh, Friday. Yes. her. Well, they're yeah. making fun of him. So, so then, it, then that is your confirmation that it was indeed Todd Phillips. They could be making fun of the situation. But they I could. Think it, I, I think, I think, yes, that was him. All right. Tom Phillips, bad dude. 
And you don't want to be the fourth guy on a four-man commentary team doing anything to put some pressure on your uh, on your bosses to possibly remove you for any reason. If you're number one on the announced team, maybe you're, you might be safe. But if you're number four on the announced team, you have some trouble coming your way, I think. It's the return of Rich Brennan to NXT. Yeah. Finally. What we've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, yeah, this Randy Orton thing. Uh, I, I was a big fan of the Randy Orton video at the end of the, tonight's SmackDown. Uh, out of nowhere, seemingly. Unless there was something on SmackDown I missed last week. You know, for the last couple of weeks, Randy Orton has been, I'm behind Bray Wyatt, I'm giving up my title shot, number one contendership battle royal happens, you you are wondering what's going to happen with Randy Orton down the line, but here it is, no no, uh, no little push from Bray Wyatt. You know, when Daniel Bryan joined the Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt pushed him around, did all this thing, Daniel Bryan finally just snapped and and left the group and completely decimated Bray Wyatt. He didn't really have that with Randy Orton. Randy Orton just seemingly out of nowhere went all Randy Orton and started burning things down. And uh, and now he's going after Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania, seemingly in the main event of the show. Not the last match, by any means. But in one of the main events of the show for the title, Bray Wyatt-Randy Orton, which to me is a good match. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be anticipating that one. A um, little surprising that there's no Luke Harper and that it's happening and official this quickly here. Uh, but... Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, what'd you think about the last segment? I was actually a fan of it. I like the demented Randy Orton. I like the Randy Orton segments where you can tell he's not 100% in it either, but he gets through it. I mean, he's a professional. Because you you can see some of the some of the different instances during that video where he's just like, what am I saying? What, this is a little hokey, but I have to keep going. But he got through it, and he's a superstar pro. And this is just another one of the files in the folder of Randy Orton's Hall of Fame resume. I thought it was hokey, but the crowd liked it. So who am I to judge? I, I yeah, we just, did. I, I was just watching going, so Sister Abigail speaks to Bray Wyatt, and she's dead. Bray Wyatt is burning the body, but she's still dead. So how does... Well, Randy Orton's burning the body. Abigail. Yeah, Randy Orton's burning the body, but how does that really affect her still being dead? I, I don't well, <laughs> it doesn't affect that. It, it, it's right. I mean, you have this lunatic, Randy Orton, was who you thought chair? was your friend. Was it the power of the chair? Well, I tell you, the best uh, the best part of that segment was the chair's reaction to being doused in gasoline. Can, can I get Kelly Kelly as zombie sister Abigail now? No, you may not. <laughs> no, you may not. Um, maybe. Maybe Ruby Riot, though. I'd take that. The new Heidi Lovelace. Um. Yeah, I, I, the rocking chair was the star of the segment. Uh, Randy Orton was pretty, pretty great in that. Um, yeah, but you just—it was kind of out of nowhere. Am I wrong on that? Uh, am no, I, is there something was, I missed? It was random. It was out of nowhere. It was a little it was rushed. Cinemat- it was cinematic for the sake of being cinematic. I it was think a little it's rushed. Part, I, I think it's part of the backlash of the Oscars. Yeah. Again, partly. How many jokes did we have in two days? Six. I mean, come on. I mean, I think it's. Yeah, it's 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 entertainment. Um, and they should have given up. Yeah, do, do you think there's like some backstage meeting uh, during SmackDown tonight? And they're just like, can you believe that New Day joke on Raw Bond? Let's show them that we can write a better one. And they just and they made multiple of them just to make sure. I think it was mostly just to please the audience of one who really wants to run a movie studio, but never will. Kind of does. Hmm. WWE films. They made that one Halle Berry movie, which was pretty good. They didn't make that. They uh, they they helped produce it. Ah, uh, well, I count it. 
Okay. What was the uh, Kane one? Oh, see no evil. See that no evil. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I, I was talking to someone about the Ice Cream Man movie, and I, I for some reason I was thinking that Kane's movie was called Ice Cream Man with uh, EYE. Oh, I couldn't remember what it was called. See no evil. See no evil. That's right. Um, movies. Anything else from the SmackDown? I mean, Dolph Ziggler completely destroys Apollo Crews. Dolph Ziggler's a badass. Honestly, Dolph Ziggler belongs in the main event of WrestleMania. Um, I'm trying to think. I liked the Lynch match a little bit more than you, but uh, other than that, I mean, I thought it was a solid show overall. Even though I didn't like that last segment and found it hokey, the crowd liked it, so it's it's a win for them. I, I had no issues with this. No tag team matches on the show. Yeah, that's this, kind of odd, but... You this know tag what? team division is completely being forgotten on the way to WrestleMania. There's no way a tag team match gets on the main show. No it, single way. You know what? I'd like to... I mean, but this is me booking in hindsight, thinking, oh, well, when they leave off certain people, it makes them seem more special. But no, I think you're just right. Yeah, not on this one. Not on the road. If you're off TV on the road to WrestleMania, unless you are The Undertaker, unless you are Goldberg, unless you are Brock Lesnar... Uh, people forget about you. There's too much oh. other stuff going on. What do you think of the uh, Miz and John Cena? Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, a I lot of Nikki, a lot of Maurice. Nikki got the uh, main event babyface swear word for the day. That was nice. Um, I don't I don't know. You know what? It started well, and then it kind of hung around a little bit too long. In terms of John Cena's promo, the one I liked the beginning of it, and yeah. then it turned into every John Cena promo mm-hmm. in the past five or six years, where it's like I'm the fa- you know all these other guys just complain, and I come in and work hard, and it's like okay, great. I think the Miz could be something great in this. Um, I just don't know if that's going to happen. What I'm not a uh, a huge fan of is you have the Miz here, whose whole gimmick is that he's in Hollywood a lot. And he's got all these projects going on and you can't be the one who is halfway out the door sometimes doing all these movies. Yeah. Granted they're straight to DVD movies or straight to USA movies, but you can't be about that. Well, you can't really should have made it about, you know what? John Cena gets these features in train wreck and stuff like that. And he never really wanted to be in Hollywood. I want to be in Hollywood. Or you can be delusional Miz guy and talk about how he's a bigger star than John Cena at John Cena gets all the pub from WWE something either way. Um, you don't have to, you know, admit defeat that you're not in Hollywood as much as the other guy. You can say you're in Hollywood more, but regardless, this guy's coming out here with the gimmick that, you know, the Miz is Mr. Hollywood and he's must see and everyone wants him and he's coming out and bashing John Cena for being Mr. Hollywood and that everyone wants him. I think he's bashing him more for being a hypocrite saying he didn't want the Hollywood lifestyle and that's why he was ragging on the rock and now then Hollywood and he's called got and all of a sudden he yeah. jumped for it. That's true. Cause yeah, this to Miz who's, who's been out there the entire time saying, yes, give me a movie deal, which is a good call out because I mean, that was the rock John Cena storyline. Mm-hmm. John Cena. That's what John Cena was doing. I would never give up on the WWE fans. I'm always here. And John Cena misses half of the raws every year. And over the last year, I would say he's probably been on fewer than half of the, uh, of the SmackDowns and the uh, TV leading up to it. Yeah, it's just an interesting dynamic. I don't want to see Miz go down the road that, oh, you're always gone. I don't I don't want him to be the John Cena role opposite The Rock. You're always gone. You're not here for the fans. I'm here for the fans. Even though I'm better at Hollywood than you are. Do something. 
do something with it. But I, I like the fact that they're putting just as much heat on Nikki and Maurice. I, I like that they're a focal point of this. It should be even where Nikki and Maurice are as much of a focal point as John Cena and Miz. If you want this match to work, everyone know who everyone knows who John Cena is. It's not like they're going to forget if you if you put some of the heat on Nikki and Maurice. They're going to watch yeah, WrestleMania. They're going to watch a John Cena match. This John Cena Nikki match is going to be third on the show on a five hour show. For Christ's sake, the the, tra- the transition to the slap was a little bit clunky in terms of wording and verbiage and and logic, but they got there. So I mean, yeah, let's see where it goes from here. This SmackDown was the greatest SmackDown of all time. <laughs> May maybe maybe right up there with the SmackDown where Brock Lesnar killed Hulk, killed Hulk Hogan, right up there. Rob, not one for hyperbola says this is the greatest smackdown everything that just happened is the greatest thing to have happened um that is uh that is the smackdown show it was really awesome uh it was much better than this raw show this week even though the raw show had a pretty cool uh ending with braun Strowman just completely destroying roman reigns roman reigns are supposed to be you know on his side like roman reigns gets destroyed by this braun Strowman every week week after week but he's not done fighting he's going to come up to the pay-per-view he's going to fight braun Strowman one more time you're going to have even odds. You're going to be face-to-face. No chairs, no chains, no bulldozers. Let me ask you this, because this is how I view Raw a little bit. I think Raw had ideas. I'm just not certain they were good ideas. You, know, you ever watch a show like that where you go, man, they're really trying something here. It's just nothing I thought was hitting. I yeah. thought nothing hit, except I really did like that turnbuckle spot. I thought that was great. I did, except then they followed up with, my God, he's signing the contract. I'm like, really? <laughs> that's that's the takeaway from this is, oh, man, he got beat up and he still had a pen in his hand. This, ooh, yeah. ooh, what a baby face. I bet he wrote it in perfect cursive, too. He can't even sell that he's tired. <laughs> Just scribble your name on it. You I mean, come he on, needed, Roman. He needed, a, he needed a quill and an ink <laughs> Oh my goodness! Because because I was still trying to get the taste of that Seth Rollins promo out of my mouth when I was watching this. So. I like the Seth Rollins thing from Raw. Did you? Yeah. I thought I thought they. Oh man, that promo was whiny. To me, it, it was. Did, let's put it this way. You know what? You know what? I thought I thought there was a better way to do that. If he had come out and said, "Look, I've done a lot of bad things in my life, and maybe this is karma for that, and I'd like to apologize to the fans for the bad things I did, and I hope I can make it up to you." But instead, it was like, I think I deserve this. You know, that, that <laughs> well, let's face it. We talk it. we talk about all the time, you know, when a heel or a baby face, just all of a sudden flip of the switch is the opposite of what he would, had always been. Um, it would be you, you see a heel go baby face right away. We talk about with Big Show all the time when he's just one way or another day after day switches three times in a week. But. When there's a heel and all of a sudden, oh, he's Mr. Good Guy, rah, 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 it doesn't make any sense. Seth Rollins cutting a promo like that is a little bit sympathetic. It's easy to empathize with this guy who's about to miss his second WrestleMania in a row. Although it's clear after that Raw, they are planning that he is going to wrestle. They're leaving the possibility open that he may not wrestle on the show, but they are planning Triple H versus Seth Rollins for WrestleMania. That seems pretty clear. Okay, but look, if you're following, say like I am the, the six Oh fives at this time from, I think 30 years ago, um, where another show does that, uh, who in their right mind would be watching 30 years ago shows. There's too much current stuff going on to be reliving shows that you've already seen. 
True, but Jimmy Garvin just turned, and and uh, it, it kind of ties it. Um, us. no, Jimmy Garvin did not just turn. He turned thirty years ago. <laughs> Is Jimmy Garvin okay, alive? At the same time, look. Okay, well, well, just let me explain to you because I, I've been, you know, watching old school stuff too. There's a way to do this where you admit you were bad before and you did bad things, but you'll try and be better. And there are certain things that are right and wrong. This was self-pity and self-pity doesn't work on anybody. It doesn't work for a baby face, especially, especially when, look, we can be sympathetic to, to Seth for the, for the knee thing. But the way that this was worded, it's not necessarily the tone per se. It was the wording where you're just like, I, man, <laughs> buck up camper, you know, kind of uh, just, it was so self-defeating and, and, and I think it kind of undercut Seth as a performer in a lot of ways. I, I don't know. It, it, it left a bad taste in my mouth. The raw show uh, also saw Kevin Owens go face to face from a distance with Goldberg. That is the main event of this fast lane show coming up. Um, I want to start our uh, our fast lane preview. Um, you know what? Actually, before we start our fast lane preview, before we go into that, um, yeah, I I want to ask this question. We had our Twitter question of the week. It's about Samoa Joe, uh, Cody from Ohio on Twitter. You can uh, send us questions. Yeah, you can send us questions at Shake Them Ropes. Um, <laughs> Jeff Hawkins, number one fan, Cody from Ohio. He asks. He likes me. Why has Samoa Joe been so lackluster in NXT and WWE? Has he been overhyped or is he just too old? And to that, sir, I say so far in WWE, he's been great. And he wasn't exactly super lackluster in NXT. It just so happened that he had two major programs in that, uh, in that promotion or in that side of the promotion. It was Shinsuke Nakamura. It was Finn Balor. The Finn Balor WrestleMania match was pretty great, especially after it got busted open. It was a really long program, as NXT sometimes does, uh, so it may have felt like it went a little too long. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, it just so happened that their two styles didn't mesh up very well. Shinsuke Nakamura and Samoa Joe did not have the best chemistry in the ring. Shinsuke Nakamura sometimes is not the most motivated guy in the ring because he can coast on a pretty charismatic uh, ability. Uh I don't think you can judge Samoa Joe for nine months in, in NXT and say he was super lackluster, especially you compare a lot of his stuff in TNA when he wasn't wrestling Kurt Angle in TNA or when he wasn't wrestling Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles. It's not like Samoa Joe was lighting the place on fire in ROH. If he wasn't in there with certain guys, he wasn't lighting the place on fire. Samoa Joe is a guy who's really excellent when he has the right opponent, but by himself, it's not like he's the biggest star ever. So he's, he hasn't been any worse than he's been in his previous incarnations and previous promotions in WWE so far to me. I think Samoa Joe's holding his own. I think he's believable. I think he had a really good match with Cesaro here on Monday Night Raw. Uh, he had a really good match with Roman Reigns. And, you know, Roman Reigns carried this guy because Roman Reigns is one of the best workers in history of pro wrestling. What do you think about Samoa Joe's run in NXT and WWE so far, Jeffrey? I think his run on the main roster has been fantastic. It's been awesome. I don't see it as I'm, that promo he cut Monday where he says, I want to hurt people. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's on the what stage, I more of. on the yes. stage, as you pointed out, he's looking in the camera. He's looking at all the people, but he's also looking in the camera. When, when he addressed the NXT or the WWE locker room, he looked in the camera because he knew they were watching. When el whenever he's talking about anything else, he's looking at the crowd because he's, he knows he has to connect with the crowd and he knew where to look, when to look, when he was saying his words, 
More of that on the stage. More of Charlie Caruso going out there, getting an athlete in a heated moment, talking from the heart before he has time to prepare his statements. Samoa Joe was excellent. And and we can always use more Charlie Caruso. Um, <laughs> can you just <laughs> talk great. about what's going on? Yeah, but it I comes will, off so cringy sometimes. Joe, we're talking about Samoa Joe here. Oh, give me more Charlie Caruso, Jerry. Hey, no, I, I look, I already gave Samoa Joe his props on the main roster. Now I'm going to give them to him on NXT. Up through the Dusty Classic, Samoa Joe was one of the most compelling characters on NXT. And then he got into two different programs where he was facing the same guy <laughs> time after time after time. And he was also in a lot of videos making Samoa Joe face where he's just let me shake yes. my head in anger. So I look like a mean monster. I hate yes, Samoa Joe face. Insane. I absolutely hate Samoa Joe face. You're getting on me about stuff and you're getting on those tangents. No. Um, Hashtag Samoa yeah, Joe face. I, I, <laughs> no, I think... Uh, yeah, and he didn't really have much to say. He was he was arguing with Regal, mm-hmm. which you know that doesn't make for compelling television when you're trying to build a blood feud. The feud with Nakamura was repetitive. They took the belt off of each other too many times, in my opinion. And the, and the sit down promos, you know, Joe carried those for the most part because Nakamura was just kind of being playful. Nakamura, I think. Um, and 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 the. Uh, and the Finn Balor one got repetitive after a while. So, I mean, if you think it's lackluster, it was probably just familiarity breeding contempt in many ways. But I think when you look at the big picture of it, he's been very compelling, at least in the beginning and, and now late with, with kind of a middle of a lull there. WWE Fastlane is coming up on Sunday. We're going to have our post show. Uh, we are going to do a post show live. YouTube.com slash Voices of Wrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. Uh, Sammy, J. Samo- or Sammy Zayn Samoa Joe. Let's start with Samoa Joe right here. Sammy Zayn Samoa Joe is made official on Monday night. Uh, Sammy Zayn Samoa Joe. I think these two are going to have a fantastic match together. Uh, it's in my top three for most anticipated, especially if they get, you know, 12 minutes or so. Uh, really go out there. You let Sami Zayn and Samoa Joe build up that crowd response. Because I I fear, I mean, this show was happening in what, Milwaukee, I think. Um, I fear that the Milwaukee crowd is going to be like that Green Bay crowd on Monday night, which was abysmal. I fear that Milwaukee is going to be a little cold, a little quiet, especially early on. They're not going to like the first three or four minutes of the Sami Zayn and Samoa Joe uh, match. But Sami Zayn and Samoa Joe are both two guys who can really get a crowd into it. Uh, Samoa Joe Roman Reigns uh, that happened on Raw the last couple of weeks where crowds a little slow to start and then they really get into it. Uh, Sami, Z- Sami Zayn Samoa Joe has the chance to be one of the best matches on the show. Uh, what do you think? Sami Zayn Samoa Joe on a scale of one to ten. How hyped are you? Seven or eight. I, I really am. I think this is going to be one of the few matches that gets a clean finish. Um, I think if this crowd turns, it's going to be much later. I mean, they may not be hyped for this match, but I think there's going to be a lot of schmozzy finishes to set up for WrestleMania. I don't think there's going to be a lot of clean ones, and I don't think there's going to be a lot of crowd-pleasing ones necessarily. Um, in this, I think Samoa Joe goes over fairly clean. I think uh, Sammy puts up a good fight. I'm very hyped. I love I love these two. So, yeah, give this to me. Samoa Joe using the STO, the Uranagi off the ropes instead of in the corner like he usually does. Uh, as a finish, what, what were you thinking about uh, the Uranagi being the finish of Samoa Joe? Especially when it's not too different 
then who uses that finish right now? And now I completely blank. Someone uses that finish on TV and I forget who. But what do you think about the finish? The Uranagi? <laughs> I Some think mo- it's probably better than the Muscle Buster. No more Muscle Buster. Not going to have that on the main roster anymore. Can't Although, do it. No, 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 no. This might be another AJ Styles situation. Yeah, building up some different finishers. Mm-hmm. Could be. I'm completely lost now. I feel like someone uses a version of this. I keep thinking my problem is I've been playing that WWE Champions game, and I know Bray will. Wyatt uses one of the special moves, but I don't think he does it in real life. Yeah, I could be thinking of just someone's transitional moves. And I'm not thinking of The Rock, everybody. I know The Rock uses that finish. I'm not thinking of The Rock. Uh, Yeah, Sami Zayn, Samoa Joe, my hype for this one. Uh, The pre-show, before we get too far, we should talk about this pre-show match. It's a cruiserweight uh, tag team match. Rich Swan, Akira Tozawa against Brian Kendrick and Noam Dar. Uh, what do you think about Brian and Gnome teaming up against Rich Swan, Akira Tozawa? I like that Akira Tozawa is getting uh, more of a spotlight uh, and getting some matches on Raw here. Um, I think Rich Swan and Akira Tozawa start the show off hot with a win, uh, but I guess really who wins this match doesn't really matter that much. I like Rich Swan and Akira Tozawa. I. I don't know how great of a match they can have with Kendrick and, and Dar. I think Kendrick will be fine being kind of the wily veteran. Noem Dar is always hit or miss with me, but uh, they'll be very entertaining and they'll dance afterwards. And Akira Sazawa will shout and uh, the baby faces will win. And yes, it will get the crowd pleasing uh, beginning. And immediately after that, to open up the main show, Sasha Banks, Nia Jax. Nia Jax is back. Dana Brooke is gone. Sasha Banks, Nia Jax, they are continuing seemingly, uh, whether they do a four-way uh, between all four of these women, Bailey and Charlotte included, at the uh, pay-per-view at WrestleMania. Uh, that's where the road seems to be lying, all four of these together. Uh, but right now you have them split up. Sasha Banks, Nia Jax. Sasha Banks kind of on the comeback trail after losing her title to Charlotte and being out of the title picture the last month or two. Uh, Sasha Banks get back on top. Does Sasha Banks start to show some, some maybe more heelish tendencies? Uh, what are we seeing with Sasha Banks and Nia Jax here? Before I get into that, did you see Dana Brooke taking that one guy who posts the uh, Total Divas Eps, I think is his Twitter name, the, the gif of her messing up the foothold on Bailey and her just taking that dude to task? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't, and it's gif. Uh, okay, whatever. Um just get a life loser. I mean, it was like, <laughs> Dana Brooks like, great, man. We, we, I, no, I, I like her, but I just, Dana Brooks you know, fantastic. She needs to be put with Emma. I think that's a natural, more natural pairing than with Charlotte. I, I uh, love it. Love, I love it. You talk, I, nothing has happened with Dana Brooke. Nothing is happening with Emma. You had a working formula before Emma got hurt. Why not just go back to it? Why do we have to do, Oh, we don't have anything for Emma. Emma took this gimmick that we thought of and, and it didn't work for her. We have nothing going on for Dana Brooke right now. Oh, back to the drawing board. I guess keep them off TV for a little while. Uh, a year think- ago, you had a winning formula for those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Dana would have been better off in NXT. I mean, she'd be so much better right now if she had stayed down. It also, called up. if you have NXT as this third brand and that's what you want to do, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to send some of the main roster people who aren't working to go back there. It's... Yeah, I can understand how some people might think it's a step down. Oh, I failed. You know, uh, what's going to happen there? But listen, Emma did it once. 
as long as you send her back there not to just be the same character, because you could be that same character on Raw right now. You don't have to send her back. You can send Dana Brooke back. That would that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Go send her back there. You sent Cesaro back and Cesaro has been great ever since coming back. You you can do this where you send people to different brands. If even if that brand is NXT, would I want to see Emma back there for a third stint? No, because I think no. you can do evil Emma on Raw and you can do evil Emma and Dana Brooke as a tag team on Raw. And I think Emma's head and shoulders above Dana Brooke in terms of uh, in terms of match quality. She's uh, she's head and shoulders above almost everyone for, for this match. Look, we're doing kind of a round robin of wins. So Sasha has beat Charlotte, Charlotte. It's probably beating Bailey. Bailey's gotten the win. Nia Jax got the pin on Raw. And Nia Jax got the pin last time on Sasha. So I think Sasha gets the pin here on Nia Jax. I'm going to go Nia Jax gets the leg drop win. And that's what throws Sasha Banks into a fizzy. Because if Sasha Banks clearly sees, okay, I lose on SmackDown or I lose on Fastlane. I don't have a place at WrestleMania. Like something's going to happen. Whether that's a turn on Bailey to try and, you know, light a fire in Bailey and hopefully get that title match. Whether it, I, I don't know, I, as you said, spoiler alert for our next pick, you're picking Charlotte Flair over Bailey. I think you have to keep the Charlotte's winning streak going because it has to be a pretty big occasion for Charlotte to lose on pay-per-view. And I don't think it's clean. I don't think that the Charlotte win is clean. I right. think Sasha probably accidentally quote unquote hits Bailey and causes her to lose. Okay, a- a- any way to get her involved in that four-way? Because if she does lose to Nia Jax, it seems impossible for her to get in. Uh, if Nia Jax loses, it seems impossible for her to get in. Maybe they just do a three-way. Maybe they do Bailey, Charlotte, Sasha Banks, uh, the three that are most closely knit together. I think that would be best, but I do think, you know, if Sasha comes down to interfere, I think Nia probably is the one who causes Sasha to hit Bailey, and then that explains how you get all four of them in the match. I'm just waiting because we've had Sasha Banks on Raw talk about how Bailey deserves it. Bailey deserves it. Well, Bailey has it now. Sasha Banks has said Bailey deserves it. It's not like she deserves it for that long because at some point Sasha Banks is going to feel like she deserves it again. Well, you keep Nia in by saying she got the visual pinfall on, on Bailey in the tag match. So she doesn't necessarily need the win on the pre-show. So you're going with Charlotte to win her match. You're going with Sasha Banks to win her match. I'll throw a wrench in there. I'll say Nia Jax, but yeah, I think Charlotte keeps her streak alive. Uh, tag team match, raw tag team titles, Enzo and big Cass, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. I was, I didn't dislike that Luke Gallows, big Cass match on raw. I actually liked, I, I liked the, the, uh, the Rams into the turnbuckle, the little stinger splashes. Um, I think Luke Gallows looked really good in there. Uh, it was, it was kind of interesting, uh, to watch a Luke Gallows singles match again on raw. It's been so long. Uh, every singles match he has so far since he's returned has been short. Maybe that's two or three. I can't remember. Um, but this tag team match, I'm not super hyped about it. I mean, you're going to have Enzo in there for eight minutes, taking the uh, taking the heat for the longest time ever. And then Big Cass comes in to save the day. Uh, Enzo and Cass getting the tag team titles heading into WrestleMania? No. And I'm finding Enzo absolutely cringeworthy of late. I don't know why. I don't know why I've turned on him so much because I, I usually find him at least moderately entertaining. Yeah, but he's nothing more than an entrance. Yeah. And when you see that entrance for a year straight after already seeing it for a year it's straight on NXT. It's not even the entrance. It's the backstage vignettes with him that are just turning me off to him for some reason. I, I don't think they win this match. I thought that yeah. match between the two big guys was better than it should have been. But I think Cass needs Enzo a hell of a lot to be have that personality. So I don't know where this 
because it because it keeps seeming like eventually Cass is gonna snap on Enzo. Yes. Yeah, at some but, point. I I don't agree that it's gonna be so soon. I I think they okay. definitely last as a tag team uh, for a few months longer. Enzo and Cass, I could see Enzo and Cass getting the tag team titles at WrestleMania. I could, yeah, but I don't think I don't think they win them here. Not in a singles match though. No. There's no way there's a tag team singles match at WrestleMania. No way. Uh, no, it's a multi-team cluster. If Enzo Amore didn't do any of those backstage segments, if if all they did with Enzo Amore was do his entrance and maybe a match on Raw, and then you never see him the rest of the show, and if you don't have any of that Lana stuff that happened uh, with Rusev... Um, still be popular. Okay. Yeah, less is more with Enzo. Just come in, do your entrance, get a good, big kick out of it. Uh, same with New Day. New Day comes in. They don't have a bunch of backstage... Oh, skits so you just do their little segments you don't have to keep these guys i know you have three hours to fill so you I mean, you don't have an unlimited supply of talent on the show so a lot of these guys are going to be on two three times but i just love that that they're also providing meta commentary at the same time they're doing promos like i didn't write that line and things of that nature i you know that that also kind of takes me a bit out of it but uh while we're talking new day let me ask you something do you think hosting WrestleMania as opposed to having a match at WrestleMania is a promotion? If they're on the show multiple times, yeah, because no one's going to remember a New Day match. Their New Day, the New Day match last year on WrestleMania was overshadowed completely because of the Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, McFoley return. Um, you don't remember the what did New Day even do two years ago on the show? I don't remember, to be honest with you. I, I just, I, I, I still think they're bringing Hogan back in one of these segments. So. They could, <laughs> they could, and you should wrestle Braun in the main event of the show. Okay. WrestleMania 32, uh, is that what I should be looking for here? I want to see what the New Day did. And people are screaming at their radios right now, uh, and their phones, and their other devices. Their phones, not their radios. If they're screaming at their radios, they might be a bit, uh, touch. Scream at your radio. Even if you're listening to us on your phone, I want you to scream at your radio. Uh, let's see what the new day did. And we're going to be kicking ourselves once you find out. Oh no, I'm not looking at WrestleMania 32 WrestleMania 32. They were in that stupid match with the league of nations. I'm looking for WrestleMania 31, yeah, the giant bootios box, mm-hmm. which was not uh, the worst thing in the world. Uh, let's see oh, the I new. Oh, okay. So we had the first, the fatal four way tag team title match on the pre-show Tyson kid Cesaro. Uh, you know, they retained their tag team titles against Los Matadores, the Usos, and the new day. That's what they did two years ago at WrestleMania 31. WrestleMania 30, they weren't around yet, right? I don't think they were around for WrestleMania 30. Yeah, I don't no. I don't think so. Uh, but yes, that is the new day. Uh it doesn't matter. Yeah, they've they've been nothings on WrestleMania for a while. Give them the hosting gig. They'll be in a memorable segment, probably, especially if you have the Hulk Hogan thing, or if you just give them something with the rock, who knows? Uh I think it is a little bit of a promotion. They're all over the show and they don't have to worry about wrestling in a match. I think it's a, I, I don't know if they think it's a promotion. I know Vince does because he, this is an entertainment extravaganza and you're hosting. You're like Jimmy Kimmel at the Oscars, you know, whatever. I, I, I don't know. I kind of ask if, if they'd rather be entertainers or wrestlers or, but I mean, well, I guess it could be. It I is mean, definitely it's, it's better not, than being on a pre-show multi-man yes, tag team match. Yes. No, I, I will agree with that. It, it It's better than the way they've treated tag teams in the past. Cause usually they just put eight tag teams and get everybody on the show. So, I mean, yeah, I, I was just kind of wrestling with it a bit. 
Neville, Jack Gallagher for the Cruiserweight title. I am surprised by how no one seemingly is giving Jack Gallagher a shot to win. Hmm. Uh, God, I could. I could see this happen very quickly. I think they think Jack Gallagher is a star. So I think they believe that Neville he's the star of that division. Coming, I, I like really Neville. Into his own he though, is. Man. He is, and it's a little too early. I, I The fact that they're doing this match, honestly, uh, so soon. Um, but you can, I feel like this cruiserweight title is going to be the hot potato title in WWE for a little bit. Like the women's title? I, well, at least the women's title has, bo- has been only shifting hands between, you know, two people up until Bailey. And now it's three people and it's the three biggest stars. It hasn't necessarily been a hot potato with random people winning. Like I see the cruiserweight title being where Neville loses the title. Jack Gallagher loses the title to someone other than Neville and whoever that is loses the title to someone other than Jack Gallagher or Neville. Like it goes to completely random people at different times. I feel like that's the fate of the cruiserweight title. And could we be heading into something that we had at WrestleMania 20 where we have a cruiserweight invitational and it's just a bunch of cruiserweights in the ring flying all over the place until we have one winner. Oh yeah. yeah. I thought this was going to be the multi-man ladder match. So I would assume that that might be it. And that might be the time when, We are getting to a point where they have not announced any type of ladder match. It looks like we're getting Baron Corbin and Dean Ambrose for the Intercontinental title. It looks like U.S. title is going to be Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens. Uh, Cruiserweight Championship in a ladder match, uh, if they don't do an invitational, the ladder match looks like that's the place for it. And you know what? Good for them. Have Mustafa Ali in there. Can you imagine if you're Mustafa Ali when a year ago you were wondering if you were going to have to quit wrestling to keep working full time and now you might be in a ladder match at WrestleMania? And hell, you're Mustafa Ali. You don't have the worst chance in the world to actually win. You could walk out of there. You can have the Zack Ryder moment this year. What a whirlwind pro wrestling has been the last year. Where Mustafa Ali, I book it right now. I'm confirming. I'm breaking the news right now. Mustafa Ali is winning the Cruiserweight title at WrestleMania. I'm going to let you. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm giving a lot of nuggets here tonight. I'm breaking a lot of news. Yeah. A lot of people, uh, I'm a, I'm a journalist. I think you're on that Island alone, brother. I'm a great I journalist. Like Mustafa Ali. I think they blew it with Mustafa Ali badly when, when they, they had him hot coming out of Chicago and then they did 50, 50 with him. I could not believe that. It didn't help that his Chicago debut kind of uh, went off the rails when his opponent came in with a broken leg. Right. <laughs> it didn't help. Um, yeah, so who wins? Neville? Neville? Jack Gallagher? Jack Gallagher going Neville, once? I think ne- I think Neville wins. Yeah, Neville probably does. All right, well, let's talk about the real matches on the show. This show is, um, it's not a two-match show. I'm, I'm hyped about Sami Zayn, Samoa Joe. I'm intrigued by what happens with Bailey, Charlotte. Uh, Neville, Jack Gallagher should be fun. But in order of importance, these are the two most important matches on this show. For the long-term career uh, of Braun Strowman, And for the short term, what are they going to do with Roman Reigns? You have this Braun Strowman-Roman Reigns match, which is a singles match. It got the main event slot on the go-home Raw for a contract signing, where the point wasn't that they're signing a contract for a title match. It's just that Braun Strowman wanted Roman Reigns to sign that contract so he wouldn't run away. And guess what? Roman Reigns ain't running away. Uh, I am super intrigued to see what they do with Braun Strowman here. Braun Strowman has put on excellent performances lately with the big show, with this guy, Roman Reigns. And his matches with Sami Zayn weren't that bad either. Braun Strowman's coming in with a chance to cement his his next year in WWE as a primetime player. 
I think the crowd's going to be really behind him too. Because Braun Strowman's getting more and more positive reactions here. Roman Reigns is doing a few more heelish things. This, to me, is the match I'm most looking forward to. I hope Braun Strowman wins, but I am not going in thinking that's likely. No, not at all. I'm not sure we're getting a clean finish here. I, I tend to think The Undertaker shows up. I, I, I don't know why. I just do. I think I think these last two matches are going to have a third person involved somehow. Maybe not directly, maybe indirectly, maybe the music hits, who knows. I just, I can't see them beating Braun and I can't see them having Roman lose. So I, I think, I don't know. There, there's some sort of interruption here, but I mean, they're setting up Roman and Undertaker, I think. And yeah, it seems like the most likely thing. Seems like the most likely thing, Roman Reigns and The Undertaker, Braun Strowman going into, if they do this Andre the Giant Battle Royal, but again with that, we if they do this Cruiserweight uh, ladder match, you have all these other matches already primed for the show, that Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal looks pretty lacking unless you just put all the tag teams from Raw and SmackDown in there. Because you got, what, Jack Swagger, Big Show, Braun Strowman, Luke Harper maybe, and then a bunch of tag team guys. Brizongo, I I, you know what? I, there's time still because they've lost a match. I think at WrestleMania, I don't think the Shaq Big Show match is going down. Oh, I I think you were right. You talked about that like two weeks ago, and it, yeah. it looks impossible that that match is happening. I don't think it is. the The booking's been very weird for Big Show because I mean he loses to Braun, and then they build him up by putting up against the Shining Stars on Raw. Yeah, there's a chance we may get a Braun Big Show rematch at Mania. I wouldn't be uh, disappointed by that. I wouldn't. No. Put a stipulation on it. Have it be two big guys doing mean things to each other. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman. This is the one where I'm I'm really intrigued. I, I want to see this match. This is the main event of the show to me. Uh, but just as important, possibly, uh, match quality-wise, this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking to see... Kevin Owens has introduced the fact that Goldberg, his his weakness is going long. Goldberg has to win right away. This is kind of the DDP theory. We talked about when we did our 100 match, number 99, I think, on the list was DDP Goldberg from Halloween Havoc, one of Goldberg's best matches ever. That was DDP going into the Goldberg match. I I know how to wear you down. I'm going to hit the diamond cutter on you. I just have to last about eight minutes. Kevin Owens kind of introduced that. He didn't go full throttle with that. But Kevin Owens has said he's got to wear down Goldberg. He's got to headlock him to death, keep him going for eight minutes. And then he's just going to be able to roll Goldberg over because he's so tired and pin him. This is the Kevin Owens strategy. Uh, does Goldberg win this match in a minute? Does it actually go 10 and you still have Goldberg win? I don't see a scenario where Goldberg walks out without the WWE Universal title. I think Goldberg wins, but I think Kevin Owens stalls. I think he stalls a lot. <laughs> you know, they do a few few moves. He goes out of the ring, gets the booze, whatever. Jericho throws him back in to get speared and jackhammered. Okay. And now what about this too? Because we had the pay-per-view before WrestleMania 20. It was Brock Lesnar and Eddie Guerrero and Goldberg came in and cost Brock Lesnar the title. And then they had their grudge match at WrestleMania. Could we okay. be seeing a repeat scenario where Goldberg gets screwed by Brock Lesnar? So yes, Goldberg loses, but you don't lose any heat on him. You still you still have that Brock Lesnar-Goldberg match. Goldberg now going for revenge. Yes, he's beat Brock twice, but now there's a revenge factor here. 
It keeps the title on Kevin Owens. You go into Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, and you have Goldberg, Brock Lesnar in a heated match without a title on the line. I think it seems bigger if the title's there. I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a... I'll, I'll put that up as a scenario, but I just can't see... I mean, the way that Goldberg promo was, <laughs> it was beating you over the head that he promised he wasn't coming out without the title. Which, depending on your line of thought, was far too many times to promise to actually follow through on it. Right. Yep. Or he's the ultimate babyface ever and will follow through on it. So I I just think they're going to give Goldberg the short-term run. I, I don't see Kevin Owens going into WrestleMania as the world champion. I just don't. It was reported this week. Uh, that is WWE Fastlane. We'll be live after the show on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Voices of Wrestling. Go subscribe now. Hit us up on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. We'll post links to the show uh, when it's going on. And you'll be able to uh, do the, the YouTube chat with us or uh, follow us on Twitter and interact with us during the show. So I hope a lot of you guys are able to make it out on Sunday. If you can't watch live, we will have the post show released as a podcast on the normal subscription channels all for free. Uh, Hardy Boys leaving TNA. Drew McIntyre leaving TNA. Odds on the Hardys, Matt and Jeff, and Drew McIntyre making their way back to WWE before the end of this calendar year. Oh, and you forgot Maria Kanellis and Mike Maria, Maria Kanellis and Mike Bennett gone as well. I don't really see the uh, chances very high on them returning. Uh, maybe oh, maybe Ring of Honor, possibly. Uh, yeah, their year-long experiment is over. Yeah, I just I don't see the Hardys immediately going back to WWE. I know the money's good, but I think they don't want that travel. I think they can do a deal with the ROH where they can control their indie bookings as well, kind of like the Young Bucks did, and work some of the bigger-named indies and continue to make their money that way and be happy not with the grind of the four-day-a-week schedule. I And and plus, I don't see the Hardys and Jeremy Borash, who are the creative forces behind this stuff, having that same sort of creative freedom if they go back to WWE. Oh, well, and oh, I don't think they'd be happy that way. If the Hardys go back to WWE, that's the end of Broken Math. I mean, he's not bringing this character to WWE. They're going back as the Hardy Boys. Yeah, and they mostly would want Jeff, I think. And the, Yeah, of course they would mostly want Jeff, but Matt has some buzz now, and it wouldn't be out of the realm. I think the Hardy Boys are on that Raw after Mania. Do you? I think they're one of the surprises. I think they're on that Raw after Mania. I just think that they're in a creative point in their careers where they would much rather be creative than financially successful in terms of the money that WWE would be offering. Drew Galloway, the former Drew McIntyre in WWE. This is a, uh, I saw some uh, people to post on Twitter. Uh, I think Scott, who follows us at Shake Them Ropes, uh, posted a picture. Uh, you know, let's get the band back together with Jinder Mahal, Drew McIntyre, and Heath Slater. And honestly, if Drew, yeah, if Drew McIntyre comes back, I don't want to see him in the trio because I think there's a lot of potential with Drew McIntyre. He's shown it in both TNA and Evolve and other promotions worldwide. Uh, this is a guy who can come in kind of as a fiery baby face. And you know, one of the matches I would love to see is Drew McIntyre versus Kevin Owens, honestly. I'd like that. I, I don't see him going back to WWE immediately either. I think he's going to work these super indies because he's had such a great run on, on PWG. And he can now go to like AIW and go to other these super indies that are, are booking and maybe even evolve if he wanted to. 
and 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 make a living there. I could see WWE bringing him in just to anchor the UK promotion, and he's be the, the giant that all these small guys are going. Against. He would be. I, I, he is so tall, like he would dwarf every single one of them. Yes. He's like two feet taller than Tyler Bate. No, I know, but I mean, look, I, I, I don't. I think they sign. I mean, look, he could. I mean, he'd be great in New Japan too. Although they have enough gaijins there, so he'd be great everywhere. Is the the thing with Drew McIntyre yeah, and WWE he, didn't be realize that everywhere. before. He, I think he'd be great in everywhere except WWE. I think they just he's got plenty of time. Him, they'd sign him just to have him back, no. and then they they screw up again. He's got plenty of time too. I mean, he's still a young guy. He's not even thirty yet, yeah. right? I mean, he's still got plenty of time. I didn't realize he was that young. Uh, Drew McIntyre, uh, he came in really, really young. Let's see how old Drew Galloway is. Uh, I am wrong. Should be no surprise. He is 31 years old. Um, Former on NXT, you know. Oh, my God. Former ring name Hamlet Macbeth. Didn't know that one. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Is is that the worst ring name ever? You're the worst ring name ever. I'm tired of your stupid face. And scene. <laughs> oh, we didn't go over the changes on the top 100. But I have them. Oh, we should. We should. Let's do that. Let me. Uh, okay. Oh, how do I get it back on air? I don't know if I can. That's all right. I'm recording a backup so we can use that. Um, To finish our show, we talked about in the preview uh, the top 100 matches on WWE Network to see before you die. We finally finished our top 100 list last week on the show, and then WWE the very next day updated the list, uh, left out some matches, introduced some new matches. Uh, you have the changes, Jeff. How major yes, were they? Uh, five matches in and five matches out. The top 20 are still remaining the same, um, right down to the letter, but... Uh, out of the top 100, number 100, Jericho and Triple H. Number 97, Shawn Michaels versus uh, Marty Jannetty. Number 87. All right, let me stop uh, you right there. Let me stop you right there. We don't have to go through every single match that's in and every single match that's out right there's now. Only five in, there's only five in and out. I want to ask you this. When we okay. did the top 100, it was very obvious that they were doing these in order of importance. I mean, you start with Undertaker, Shawn Michaels at number one. Triple H and Jericho, obviously not as important. Uh, you go through these matches and it seemed pretty obvious they were doing them in order of importance. It was a countdown, if you will. It wasn't just a hundred match list. It was a countdown. But with these, with the introduction of new matches and the leaving out of some other matches, I mean, you talked about, um, we have, you had number 99, which is Goldberg DDP, but number 97, number 97 was what? Janetti and triple, uh, Janetti and Shawn Michaels, right? Right. So number 97 gets dropped out of the top 100 Yet number 99, Goldberg DDP, is still there. So that goes more to the notion that it's really not a top 100 countdown. It's just 100 of the greatest matches. Because otherwise, how in two years did DDP Goldberg all of a sudden get better and more important than Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels on the network? It didn't. It's still number 99. Yeah, but still more important than Jannetty and Shawn Michaels because Jannetty and Shawn Michaels now is not even in the top 100. I agree, but it's, it's, I mean, the, if you look at the replacements and what they took out, I think there's the reasoning is fairly simple. What's um, that? Just 
wanting to rewrite certain history and shoehorn other history in there. CM um, Punk Undertaker getting out of there. Mr. CM Punk, bye-bye. Yes. Yes. Undertaker versus CM Punk is out of there. Kidman Mysterio Jericho is out of there. And Malenko versus Ultimo Dragon is out of there. It just pains me how WWE is so disrespectful to Ultimo Dragon. Right. Well, but in, and this will be no surprise, it's all pretty much WWE slash NXT stuff. It's 100, Neville and Zayn from NXT R Evolution. Number 85, Sasha Bailey 1 from NXT Brooklyn. Number 68, Styles and Cena from this year's Royal Rumble. Number 59, Brian Batista and Orton from WrestleMania 30. And number 51, Undertaker Lesnar from WrestleMania 30. Now you're telling me that that Undertaker and, and Lesnar from WrestleMania 30 is a top 100 match? Well, absolutely. In, in that high? It's a moment. It's the I biggest guess. win in the career of one of the most dominant superstars okay. in WWE yeah. history. All right. No, I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. I just, I think they wanted to kind of get some of this cruiserweight cruiserweights are better on WCW stuff out of there. And they also wanted to get like a punk match off of there. And I think they, I don't know what it was about the Michaels, Janetti and Jericho triple H that he didn't like, but they, I guess they just needed room. At what spot did Baron versus AJ come in? Uh, not on. That wraps it up for Shake Them Ropes episode 198. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes and at VoicesOfWrestling.com slash STR. We are available on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Just go and search for Shake Them Ropes or catch us on iTunes. Rate and review the show and share it with your friends. The URL is bit.ly slash STR iTunes. That's bit.ly slash STR iTunes. Be sure to catch us on Sunday night after WWE Fastlane. We'll be live on video and in audio throughout the week, 11 p.m. Sunday night Eastern in the U.S. YouTube.com slash Voices of Wrestling. Search for Shake Them Ropes. We are on the Voices of Wrestling page live Sunday night after WWE Fastlane. I want to thank our sponsors for the show, Blue Apron, Lord Timepieces, and Mac Weldon. Get three meals free right now at Blue Apron. Go to BlueApron.com slash Shake. BlueApron.com slash shake. Get three meals free right now on us just for listening to Shake Them Ropes. And you can get 10% off your next affordable watch at LordTimePieces.com. That is L-O-R-D TimePieces.com. Use promo code ROPES for 10% off at checkout. MacWeldon.com. We got 20% off your first order right now. Go to MacWeldon.com. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com for all the best in men's basics. Get 20% off your first order right now with promo code STR. Want to thank our great sponsors. I want to thank you for listening to the show. And we'll see you Sunday night for STR 199 after WWE Fastlane. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.